What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Episode 39 of the Sunday Sauce Podcast. This is going to be our first time we ever post a podcast full-length video on YouTube. So I apologize. Yeah, (laughs) hopefully. We're going to try this out, see if it works. So in the future, Joey and I are thinking about doing like a live show on Saturday morning. So you guys can, if you want to pop on and watch us ramble, you need some good Saturday morning content and you want to chirp us via live text chat, you can do that. But I just want to apologize in advance. I do have a pretty open um, floor plan in my apartment and I do have a human roommate as well as a dog roommate. So they're in the background walking around. Don't get distracted. Focus on my voice. That's all I got, Joe. Good morning. If you want, if you want feet pics, email us. Yeah. Feet we'll get a deal going. <laughs> yeah. Definitely uh, don't want my feet on there, though. I actually have horrible feet. Like Feet sell, feet. dude. It's gross. Feet do I'm a, sell. I'm not a feet guy. I don't have – I cannot say I am on that train of the foot fetish either. But anyway, if you're new here, we're a sports podcast. Yes. <laughs> we always kick it off with a little random random things that come into our brain. But we are one episode away from the 40th episode of the Sunday Sauce podcast. Each week closer to our one-year anniversary that comes in April. It's coming up fast, Joe. We're almost the Absolutely fir- insane. We're two thir- right, We're more than two-thirds of the way through January. February seems like it's a week long because it's always shorter than other months. And then next thing you it's know, it'll be... By. It's already almost over January. I know. It's crazy. It's insane. I don't know. Time, is, time has become just so irrelevant. It's fake. It's but we're still here. We're still here. Hashtag still here. That's how I live. We should go back and do like a one-year anniversary and listen to the first one and just listen how how bad it is. It was garbage. I wonder. Okay, I so I wonder if you listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder what we could do. I, mean, probably I wonder if there's a way to do. Mind. I don't even know. Like, it, yeah, play it, and that's the episode we play the like the first one, but it's us commentating on it as we're uh, listening to it. My ears will bleed. That's that's that was before that was before having a mic. That was that was prime. Every every single episode was a mistake. We were talking to our laptops. My emails were pinging twenty four seven. Come a long way. It's been a long, long freaking way. year. Anyway, no interview this week. We have a a handful of good ones coming up. Um, that's totally on me. My job is to work on getting interviews for the fans and then for our interviewees to pump their brands out. So. Um, I time blocked a good amount of time the other, other day to make sure we're reaching out to people and early sh- shout out in advance to a lot of our past interviewees that, that I that asked for some referrals and they referred me and Joey to some, some great people we're going to have on. So stay tuned, keep following along with us. T-shirt order will be completed on Monday. So if you're listening Let's on go. Sunday, tomorrow, um, again, shout out Emily Jaworski, DJ Ligori. Whitestone branding. Um, they're going to be shipped to my apartment in Hoboken. I will get them all packaged up and shipped to those who need the shipping. And then back in Rochester, I'm just going to bring them all back and hand them out. Shout out to the fans. Yeah. Sold out. Sell I out. thought for sure we would have like just a box of 
sauce pod shirts that just collected dust for years and years, but they're all gone. Can't believe it. Oh, does that make us bad business people because we didn't make the prices high enough? No, we're for the people. Okay. I'm, I'm just joking. Because that's like, that's, I mean, I've, well, that's the business thought. When you sell out that quick, it's like, oh shit, I could have charged more money to make more money. But no, we're not we here to profit off the fans. We don't do it for the money. Yeah. We don't do it for the money. One day, one day, you one day you bet your sweet ass we'll do it for the money, but not yet. Yeah, not yet. You no, know, we know we know our where our stance is with the, with the people. I don't think we'll ever. We would never do it for the money. Oh, it I'll do just, it. For, I'll do it for money one day. I know. I'm saying I would do it for money, but like my sole reason of doing this podcast has never and will never be to like solely from like hey, I just want to make financial gain off this. I do this because oh, I enjoy it. In a fan in a fantasy land, if we got like big. Oh, I would absolutely doing, take it. Yes, it. I'm doing it for the money. So you would yeah, just get you would give appreciate it. the honesty. No, I'll still give it my all. So you wouldn't give a shit about the fans anymore. It's the, it's no, I would. Signs. But I want the fans to know that I don't lie to them. I'm not a liar. I'm saying the same like thing I you said, are. In the ideal fantasy land, if we got like huge, which again I, is is a fantasy land idea. I think we're saying the same thing just in a different way. I'm just saying it more so like you're trying I'm to be never, nice about it. I'm not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm I want saying the fans to know where I where I am. Would I love to be rich and financially stable off of this podcast? One million percent. But like I think that's why that's one of the reasons we did this is like, hey, I want we want to make it big. But other reason is like we love talking about sports. It's an outlet for us, it's an outlet for our fans. And hopefully we can get dope interviews and take this to the moon. And if we make money off of it, great. But it's never like I just want to get rich. F all the rest of you. Well, yeah, now it's not because it ain't happening. <laughs> Saying if it ever did happen, bet your ass. It's for the money. <laughs> Whatever. Would be would be lit. But um, other than that, I'm sporting the finest Aaron Rodgers jersey today. Big game versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Coming up, we have Bills Mafia. Taking on Patty Mahomes and I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes. Sorry, Mrs. Mahomes. Don't want to say your son's name wrong. Big game there for the AFC NC championships. We'll get into that later. But as we always do, and sorry for the noise in the background, you know, Rachel just loves to just make tons and tons of noise in the middle of recording every single week. Like I ask for what a half hour to an hour a day or once a week to just just be a little bit quieter. Production value is always top yeah. notch here. Yeah, that will never change. Maybe will that have to change if we ever make it big? We're gonna have to be like a studio and stuff. No. Okay. Won't be that. Oh, well, hopefully one day we go. Hopefully we can do it in person one day. That'll be like that'd be. Oh, that's true. Ideal scenario, but. That's true. That's true. As we always do, victory lap. We'll kick it off. Rest in peace, Larry King. Unfortunately, we're gonna have a few RIPs during this episode, just to foreclose, like to to forewarn you, but. Joey Bird, rest in peace to, to one of the Kings, Larry King. Yeah, I mean, I think we were far too young to like be. I mean, obviously, we know who he is. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Like, I was like a, a Larry King fan, but I knew damn well like, who Larry King was and what what he accomplished. Um, I just saw today, I don't, I don't know if it's true or not, but there's like a rumor that he did over 50,000 interviews during his career. Like digest that number 
like again, I don't I don't know if that's accurate. I, I saw a tweet with a blue check mark, so to me that means it's real. So I have dumb brain. But fifty thousand interviews is bonkers. It's an absurd number. I'm gonna do some quick math here. Fifty thousand divided by three hundred sixty-five. That's a hundred and almost one hundred and thirty-seven years of interviews. How's that possible? I mean, he was old man. He's eighty-seven. Probably doing more than one per day. He got his first show in 1978. That's when he got big. Then he was on CNN for like, I think like 30, 30, 40 years on CNN, like Larry King Live. Like he's probably, he's probably doing a couple, he's probably doing a couple a day, but regardless if that number is true or not, I'm sure it's probably like tens of thousands of interviews. Um, But yeah, sad day. Lost a lot of people this week. In like the last like two days, lost a lot of really big time people, but he's definitely up there. And yeah, I mean, he, I think he, I think he had COVID. They didn't announce it as a COVID death yet, I don't think. Um, but we'll see. Either way, eighty-seven. It's a hell of a run. I, I'd be I'd be happy with eighty-seven. I'm going for like I'm going I'm going for like one twenty. I got quality of life, bro. I mean, in reality, I'm, I'm, if I get like 73, I'm like, all right. Bro, by, the time by the time we're 73, you will, you, because of the way medicine continues to trend, in my opinion, you, you'll have another like 30 years at 73. So Think my, about uh, yesterday, I woke up, I had two eggs, uh, a bag of Doritos for lunch, and Taco Bell, and like three vodka drinks. So I don't know if I'm making it to 100, but I hate to, I hate to break it to you. That's good self awareness, at least. You know that. If, uh, if, yeah. if by chance you don't, you know I, why. I, you know I why. Reaching, I hate reaching for the stars here. <laughs> you're not here for a long time. You're here for a good time. I literally I <laughs> said that last night to like Avery and the guys. I'm like, I mean, I'm just going to do what I want. We're all going someday. You do what you got to do, Joey. Anyway, I uh, also wanted to mention, we're going to try going back to the two shows per week if we get an interview. So we're going to drop the interview pod for lack of a better term, on Thursdays. I think so one when, when football is not on. Because if football's on, I do I love the Thursday show for football. The pick them. Oh yeah, the pick them. Yeah, it's awesome. But like That's we have now say. we have we yeah, have like nine months. Of football, we'll do we'll probably do interview separate episode. Yeah. So last week we obviously had I mean last week was an extra long to interview of us talking anyway, but we had Joe Lorenz on and it was ended up being two hours. And we're like, all right, well you know it was good content in our opinion, but like maybe everyone didn't want to listen for two hours. Maybe people didn't li- weren't apt to listen as much as they would be normally. So we figured if, Hey, we split the interview tossed on Thursday. You guys get to see a sweet interview on Thursday and then hear from us Jamokes on Saturday with a normal pod. I think it'd be cool in our opinion and selfishly for Joey and I, we enjoy recording and chatting it up. So, well, I think we're self-aware that I know, I know two hours is a, is a tall ask for any podcast. Yeah. Two hours is a long time. And we know who we are. And we know that asking you to listen for two hours can be can be a reach. So hopefully this can help you break up the content if you are a fan. Obviously, if you're here, you're a fan. Um but yeah, I think I think it'd be just a good good way to get get the interview. If you if you're interested in the interview, you get that for a half hour, 45 minutes during the week, then you get the show on Sunday. That way I think it's more balanced. Fair. Very, very fair. All right, NCAA land. Pac-12 commish, Larry Scott, has parted ways with the Pac-12. He's 
been in the sport industry for a long time on many different fronts. Um, he, I, I, from what I've read and from what I've heard, he did a, he's done a ton for the Pac-12 earlier on in his career, and then I'm, I'm still continue until he was done. But there was a lot of, I guess, controversy or uh, uncertainty uncertainty of some where some allocations of money were going within that conference towards the end of his tenure. And college sports, Pac- shocker. Yeah, right. <laughs> No surprise, but the Pac-12 has been struggling. I don't want to say struggling. What's better word? The Pac-12 hasn't been up to the standards of some of these other conferences in terms of revenue generation. Like I think it was like 60 million or something like that, less than like the Big Ten, for example. But you're seeing like a lot more money spent in some peculiar areas, which is again That's what I've been reading in regard to the Pac-12. So obviously, there's no there's no secret. Football and basketball are the two ge- revenue generating college sports. Pac-12 has been completely irrelevant in football since what Mariota in Oregon, yeah. which is what that's they, five they didn't win at all. <laughs> yeah. And they lost to the Buckeyes. And before that, like when we were younger, it was like what that was the heyday with USC, right? But even and, even that was like well like a handful of years, I think. Yeah. That 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 I that I can picture in my head when we were kids. Right. And I knew they were dominant like all the California Obviously, UCLA is a staple in college basketball, but they've been they've been literally irrelevant for God knows how long now. Like they had like when they had like Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook, they were they still stunk, which is unreal. But when's the last time the Pac-12 team has won the? I think I did this. I did this the other day. It's been like it's been like twenty years for like a major national championship. I think it's been like twenty plus years. I forget who it was, but. Basketball is where I get frustrated because football, they've stopped kind of getting the clout. Like they don't get really considered for the final four unless they have like a legit standout team. But in basketball, like every year we see like Arizona, like a two or even a one seed some years, and they get absolutely busted like second or third round. Like these teams, like every year, like, like, or, like Oregon in basketball, uh, I remember they've been getting high seeds the last like handful of years. Don't go anywhere ever. Um, they always just they always just don't they just they just can't compete with the East Coast teams in basketball and they cannot compete with like the Southern or Midwest teams in football. So mm-hmm. did Utah win an Addy in 2008? In what? Football? I'm looking at right now, Pac 12 football na- football national championships. Utah? No shit. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they made it. Uh, but either way, I mean, even if, even if that is true, okay, one in the last twenty years, that's not good. Well, yeah, no, it's I, I don't think they won it. There's no way they won. It. We would remember that. It's 2008. We were like 14 years old. I remember. I would have remembered if Utah won a national championship. All right. So the last the last basketball. Oh my God! Get this. We're on YouTube. She's over here flashing herself. Hey, my hey, it might work. Just got done with the workout. Here's my sports bra and my uh, yeah. yoga anyway, pants. So okay, so la- the last. Basketball natty for Pac-12 was 1997. Arizona, right? I'm looking at yeah. Lou Olson. 23 years. And football, I don't know. I'm trying. So they they did have their heyday, bro. My God, back in the 60s and 70s, like. I think then then USC was the last football one. So the Pac-12 has led or tied the nation in NCAA championships in 54 of the last 60 years. Yeah, it's because UCLA won. They had like they won like twenty in a row with like Kareem so, Abdul-Jabbar and that and those guys back then. Well, all their other sports are nasty. All their re- non-revenue generating sports like baseball. There's always beasts out of there. Yeah, UCLA, Oregon State. But sadly, no one cares, and we're we're yeah. baseball guys, and no one and no one cares. Yeah, it's really just basketball and football that matter revenue wise, and they're not they're not it right now. 
But anyway, <laughs> there's some uh, rumblings on who's going to be next for the for the um, the commission of the Pac-12, including my uh, my Buckeyes athletic director Gene Smith. So we'll see. There's a lot of names in there, but you want to shout out Gene Smith. Um, on the hoop side, we had Iowa fall to Indiana, number four Iowa. It's a big loss for them. The Hoosiers getting it done. We had, um, and I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Arizona State played Arizona. Arizona State's got some good young players, and they went for a buzzer beater, like, a, like it was like a contested like double pump buzzer beater against Arizona. Dude airballs it, but their center catches it under the hoop and like taps it in like from under the hoop to win the game against Arizona. So that was an insane game that I watched. Wasn't the Baylor game? Didn't some kid bang a three at the, at the buzzer? I didn't see that one. The back that happened cover. too? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it was, yeah, I think it was yeah, Baylor. Yeah. Kid kid just bombs off from like, from like yeah. right they were over up. half court and just drains it. <laughs> they were up. It was, I think it was probably like eight and a half, nine and a half. And it was, he like from the logo. Oh, yeah. Kid staggered it. Um, do want to shout out my boy, Jake Schreiman though, that I, that I work with. So he's a uh, he's a very avid, very avid um, college basketball fan, and he actually is pretty solid at gambling with it. And we have a group chat with all our buddies at work again because gambling is legal here in New Jersey. Everyone, calm down. Um, and he's on a heater as like a I guess want to say lack of a better term a handicapper and gives out picks. So last night DraftKings had a, a boost, like a uh, it was like a fifty percent profit boost or a twenty five percent profit boost on a four leg parlay for college hoops only. So we asked him in the group, what's your four favorite picks? Money line. Let's ride with it and hit it. And he had Michigan money line. And this is for Friday night's games. Michigan money line, Marshall money line, UC Santa Barbara money line, and then South Dakota State minus 14 and a half. And it, and it hit for the parlay. And it was like four to one odds. So everyone in that group chat collectively probably made hundreds of dollars together. So shout out Jake Schreiman on the college hoops gambling front. Have a day. Have a day. Have a day. College football, stinky South Carolina, and Will Muschamp bought him out, 13 mil. Joe, before the show, you were saying that you think sometimes like boosters like buy out coaches. I've never heard that before, but I'd like to hear more about that. I forget what show it was. Might have been like a Dan Patrick show clip. I I forget. It's like there's there are there are like these these big time football schools. Like if the alumni are unhappy with the coach, like they legit will go to like the AD, and we will literally pay for you to fire this guy these schools down south have like some crazy alumni who oh, are yeah. just stu- stupid loaded all they care about is, is football and I, I don't know if it was the case for this but i i i i forget what show it was but there's been i think i guess it's like, it's like a pretty known thing that like boosters of these big schools will legit buy out coaches contracts but hey get get this guy out of town now we don't care about the money <laughs> So let me, this has brought a question in my head or just a thought in general. Can you imagine being a college coach, right? At a big time school like that, like you're the head coach, knowing that there are boosters to your point that are dumping millions and millions and millions of dollars into this program. And you have to answer to all of them essentially. Like you, you're there's, you can't tell me that there's not a booster or those big time boosters have some sort of contact to that head coach texting him. Hey, I need you to play this person today. Or hey, what the fuck's going on here? Like, hey, yeah, you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Bro, that must be in Tennessee. They got busted for giving kids money in McDonald's bags. <laughs> it's so so funny. Just absolutely, we don't care. We are buying people to come to Tennessee. But what low low key genius idea though? 
Who's who's ever gonna think of a Wegmans like a, a McDonald's bag? I said a Wegmans McDonald's bag. Like no one's gonna like question that. But just thought in my head, like I could not imagine being the the, the duress and stress you're under and pressure you're under at a coach at that level. Like it's gotta be insane. I don't know. You have, yeah. you have to win. You like this is right here. Like, like they there had to be something with with to your point the the boosters here. You just get bought oh, off yeah. for thirteen for million school- for sucking, bro. If if there's one thing that we know is that universities love money and the last thing that they're going to do is just eat 13 million dollars again to them that's nothing to these big time schools but again they they count every penny like if you if if you've gone to any d1 school any any college in general you know damn well that they want they want their loan they want they want the check on time they'll send you emails like hey you graduated last year time to give us more money even though you just paid a hundred grand tuition, like, oh, donate us some more money. It's like, no, I'm I'm donating you thousands of dollars a month for my loans. Like you that, that should be enough for you guys. Right. Um so I would not be surprised if the South Carolina boosters are like, all right, we will literally just cut you a check for 13 mil, fire this guy today. <laughs> and there's no excuse. I've I've been to a game at South Carolina before. It is an absolute electric factory there. There's no excuse. For the team in the SEC to be that bad, I know it's it, honestly it's not an excuse, but it is hard because they are kind of like pigeonholed between like Clemson being in the same state and being one of the top dogs now, and then like South of you, you have Florida, Georgia, Bama. Like so, South Carolina is kind of like a tough, a tough spot. Clemson being this good does not help South Carolina's case because that's their arch rival, and well, even UNC has the clout. Like they're just they're they're, they're UNC. Like just, and that's a natural, I think, a more powerful draw than South Carolina, yeah. and just for for any sport. Yeah. Interesting stuff. All right. No interview. So I can roll into the big four. Start off with the NFL and uh, another rest in peace. And this one hits home super, super close for me. Ted Thompson, um, former Packers, Mr. Do it all, essentially president of operations. He was, I think they're liaison. Like, I mean, and liaison was what I'm looking for. Like a, the people's the people's owner or something like that whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. he was responsible so, so he started in the Favre era and got them a ring he left for a little bit came back was responsible for drafting Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams Aaron Jones David Bakhtiari Mason Crosby and Corey Lindsay there's a couple other names on there but these are the dudes right now that have been the cornerstones of the Packers for the past decade um Pretty sure I saw. I think his first, like his first act when he came back, was was drafting Rodgers. I think it was his first mm-hmm. like moving power. Yeah, and he literally said there was a quote I saw, like, like he basically promised the fan base, like, give it a couple years, you guys are gonna be like, you guys are gonna like this guy, and it didn't take much more than three years. Brett was out, and Aaron came in, and he's just he was an amazing human. Like, I'm not someone who's who knows. Every every front office player focused executive in sports, but being a Packers fan and seeing like I'm blessed as a fan of this team to have been able to see two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Like at Favre was enough for me. He was the reason I was a Packers fan. He's the reason I played football. He's the reason I played quarterback. I loved Brett Favre, and then to get Aaron Rodgers for this past how many years just made football watching experience so so pleasuring. <laughs> But Ted Thompson is the, was the architect of all that, so I wanted to make sure I gave him, in my own words, the correct description in addition to his his rest in peace. But 
Um, well, not the last move. This last move now just gave you guys the motivation to win the Dude. whole damn thing. Let's go. Win it for Ted. You got to do, do a form now. Win it for Ted, for sure. Uh, and some, some positive news, though. We have some more um, first-time happenings. We have Sarah Thomas will be the first ever female to ref in a Super Bowl game. So I'm going to clap it up for yeah. Sarah T. That's huge. It's going to be awesome. The, I got the, speaking of pressure, and I mentioned in college coaches, Super Bowl refs, you could make or break your career in one call in the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, yeah. Or in any playoff game, for that matter, when you're under a microscope. And so it would be awesome for her to have the opportunity to do that. Um, and, and it won't be and it won't be because of like the football being played because some guy has his his mortgage on the game and you you made the one call that that lost him his bet. <laughs> bro, that, why- the Saints. I want to know how much money people like. I want to know the money swing that a couple years ago in that Saints game when that oh, pass interference. Yeah. yeah. But oh, TVs TVs were smashed. Oh yeah. Back to the main point. Marriages were broken. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Mortgages were lost. That's probably doomsday for several families. Houses were foreclosed. <laughs> but back to the original point. Congrats, Sarah Thompson. Amazing. Hopefully, we see more of this. Continue the diversity and the inclusion within within the sporting world. And this is another huge step. Um, but speaking of the Super Bowl, we have twenty two thousand fans. Joey, that will be at the that's big game. Good. That's I was shocked by this number. I, that that's a lot. Yeah, I, I think that's probably what like a third of the of, of what Raymond James can hold. I, I'd say maybe. It's gonna. Uh, I mean, it's, and I won't. It won't look normal. I mean, obviously the Super Bowl has like probably close to a hundred thousand every year, but it's gonna look again like semi normal. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna look up the Raymond James stadium capacity real quick. Sixty-five thousand eight ninety. Yeah, so it's about about a third of the stadium will be full. And seven and I mean, a half. That, that's that's like a normal like a Jags game with or without like pre-COVID. That's that's some teams' normal games when they're, when they're garbage, like a Jets game, that's probably what they get. Oh, yeah. I've been to MetLife before where that place is empty. And that's a big place. So when it's empty, it looks oh. empty. Um, but 7,500 of those 22,000 tickets are going to be free tickets given to vaccinated healthcare workers. So nice. that's going to be awesome. They deserve it. And it's, it's a great look. And the NFL is uh, has been very you know forward thinking with taking care of people over this time, and I, I think vaccinated workers, healthcare workers, deserve this. It's been an unbelievable right. experience for all the for all the like, for lack of a better word, hell they've had to put themselves through over the past what year, year. frankly. So, um, but. I'm being distracted again. We got shake on. I hear him shaking Vito, right there. Vito just got a bath. Another okay. So here we go again. Rachel just distracting the podcast yet again. Vito just got a bath and he's running around the apartment because he's still a little wet to dry off, shaking and rubbing his face into the ground. So thank you, Rachel, again for making our content wholesome and um the quality of our podcast every week that guy's so, i think i so pampered so little pee so, boy. so pampered so pampered bro anyway some more player news philip rivers is done joe dang nabbit dang gum it dang nabbit 
Did you see his like thank you letter or like his like shout out letter? Yeah, thanking the refs and crap. Like, yeah. But he goes, he goes, I want to thank the refs. For the most part, I think I was always right. Dang it or something like that. <laughs> He's Classic a character. Never, he never quite got it done. But to say he wasn't the hell of a quarterback is is false, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Like I saw a tweet, is he like obviously he's a he's a Hall of Famer. Like modern day stats are going to do. Is he? Is he? Is yes. he a Hall of Famer? Yes. I want to hear your. I want to. I, I do. He's probably ranked like top fifteen every quarterback stat. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. I want to hear. I want to hear more about that because the the other side of the coin is he's never won anything. He's never been the best quarterback in a given year in his career, the longevity piece. I'm not, I'm not saying he shouldn't be. I'm just saying like, I want to know like, what is the criteria? Because he is an absolute anomaly when it comes to what is a hall of fame quarterback. You know what I mean? Cause usually it's like rings, broken records. I know I MVPs. And he has none of that, but he, his longevity and he's what, like 240 straight starts. Like for a franchise quarterback, I think he is like one of like the, examples of what would you what, what you would want in a long-term like they in my opinion and i don't think it's phil river's fault do you do you think it's his fault they have won anything they knew he was the quarterback for the past 15 seasons and they couldn't build him around him enough to get him a ring he was just he was an anomaly he's he's played like he's like on paper he's played in the most one point games in the fourth quarter i think in nfl history um again i he also i think he also has the most picks thrown in one point <laughs> losses ever. So that, that goes against them. But I mean, the way, when I look at guys like this, who aren't, I think he's, I think he's rolling again, outside of baseball, I think the NBA and NFL hall of famer, it's not easy to get in, but it's easier compared to baseball. Cause baseball, when, it's not good that baseball as hard as it is. Cause they're, they're just being like, just being dorks about it. Right. But I think about guys like him, like you can, you cannot tell the story of the NFL for the last 20 years without mentioning his name. Like he's part of the NFL history, whether he was, he, he won or not. Like he's just, he's there. He was there for 15 plus years, start starting every game for the Chargers and now the Colts. Um, I'm looking up, I'm looking up numbers right now to see where he is like all time. He's, he's fifth all time in yards. Which is extremely yeah, impressive. He's going to be top. He's going to be top in all these stats. Like, how do you not put him in? Um, I don't want receiving touchdowns. I don't know. Either way, so yeah, he's fifth. He's fifth in that alone. Being fifth in, fifth in yard is no slouch. Again, he's going to have the modern day cushion of the passing league. But I don't know. I think he's a no-brainer Hall of Famer. I know he didn't win. He always seemed to fall short, but. Again, I don't think you can. If somebody asked you to like recap the last twenty years and you didn't mention him. I think you wouldn't have recapped that I felt properly, in my opinion. That's very fair. He's 12th all time in passer rating as well. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna have the numbers. He's had, he has no playoff stats or rings. Yeah. Interesting. That's an interesting debate. I think he deserves it. Put him in like there. Eli's gonna Eli obviously is a Hall of Famer because he has two rings, but if he didn't have those, like those, I think they're the, they're the identical player. Like stats are like gonna be good, but based off because it was just a passing league. But like if Eli didn't win, he'd probably still be a Hall of Famer, just based off numbers alone. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder if so so he's meeting with ESPN, Billy Riv, for an analyst role. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they already they're already gonna they're gonna hire him for sure. Mm-hmm. First of all, they need someone like him. 
because ESPN to me sometimes oh, ESPN is, is not go go away go away don't want him to go away so... I hate I mentioned before I I cannot stand the Sports Center Instagram Instagram <laughs> it's just the most infuriating thing that I've ever seen in my life they just posted the they posted I don't know if you saw this they posted a video when it was Harden's first game for the Nets James Harden. So it was like, I forget who they're playing. The other team made, they scored. They inbound the ball and James Harden was running point. They inbound the ball to Harden. He dribbles it over half court, passes it to, like, it wasn't like a behind the back. wasn't like a no look pass. He just dribbles it across half court, passes to Durant and Durant hits a three. And the caption was like, like the fire emoji. Like the one with the smoke coming out of the nose, like KD and Harden going off. <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about? I, I I know that I know that I exaggerate a lot. I say it like, oh, I can do that. I can do that. I I swear to God, I can dribble across half court, pass to Durant, and then he makes the three. And then they literally go, KD and Harden going off. It's like what? There's it so me, many it makes, that oh, it makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. There's so there are some that I see that I watch, and I'm like, damn, I can't get that 30 seconds back in my life, but I just watch that. There are so many cooler highlights. I they, 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 they recycle the same old post every other <laughs> week. It's the same exact post, like same caption. And it'll get like it'll get like 300,000 likes, like a million comments. Like, I don't know. Like, what do we, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. It pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Continuing on. Congrats again, Philly Riv. What a hell of a career. Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> yeah, this is, oh, this is funny. Going to Pittsburgh. Didn't I cannot say I saw this coming. No. But uh is this is this Big Ben's heir or is this a uh an emergency know. emergency signing? We don't we're not you don't trust Mason Rudolph, we don't trust Big Ben. Let's try and let's see if Dwayne Hassens can turn his career back around quickly and play. Like what is this the start of like one of the bigger debacles in sports history? Of- like the Steelers going eleven and all, like being like thought of as like it's like it's like okay. Like everyone, and if you if you say you didn't, you're lying. You might not have been as high on them, but like at a certain point, everyone's like, okay, like the AFC champion is gonna be Pittsburgh or Kansas City. Like everyone, pretty, I think everyone was thinking on that same page. Obviously, Buffalo is very, very good as we're seeing now. But there's like at like week ten, like they're oh damn, like they're ten and zero or like nine and zero, like they're they're gonna contend for the Super Bowl. They end the year one of the worst teams in the league. Big Ben seemingly has nothing left. You now sign Dwayne Haskins, which it's still out for him if he can be good. I don't think he can be good. He never really bloomed in college again. I mentioned like last month, like he never really like I didn't watch him like damn like that guy's like that guy's it. Like obviously he was really good at Ohio State, but he wasn't like I didn't think he was someone you had you had to have. I agree. Then he goes to Washington and a bunch of like character problems like. And that's that's way worse off for you than having like a bad rookie year. Everyone like it's harder to come from college, whoever you are, and be an automatic rookie stud at quarterback. But like the off the field stuff got way out of hand. And like that's the guy Pittsburgh's turning to to like to like they obviously have a good roster and they want to capitalize. But after the way they finished this year, and like I'm sure that locker room is like pissed off at we went from the best team in the league to like really one of the, like the last five games they were one of the worst teams in football. And I don't know. I just don't see how this is going to help out what the hell is happening in Pittsburgh right now. I, I honestly have no read on it. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know. 
but hope for the best. Never want to wish a player anything bad, but uh, Dwayne, just, you know. You don't, but at the same time, like everything that's gone wrong with him has been his fault. It's not like it's like some circumstance where he can't control it. Like he's the one getting in trouble off the field. He's not playing good. Uh, like this is like what he like he didn't like show like the like the the knowledge or effort like in like film sessions so everything that's going bad at him seemingly has been his fault so it's like at some extent i don't i don't want him to to like fail but it's like what do you want me to do if this guy's doing it to himself right fair enough no ab for packers bucks that's kind of that's big he he finished if you go back and he finished i think the last five or six games he was putting up some numbers. Like he was playing well for them. He was starting to starting to settle in. Uh, as a nervous, nervous Packers fan, I am happy. Like, this isn't a make or break for me, but I am happy. It is one less weapon. We do have good secondary. Yeah, one less weapon they have to worry about um, because we're gonna have to glue up. I mean, Jair's gonna have to glue up Mike, Mike Evans. God, we're gonna have Kevin King on the other side, and with some help, start from Godwin, who's arguably like a better like pure receiver than Evans. Uh, Evans has just a freak show, like athletically when he can rise up, but like route running wise, in my opinion, I think Godwin's better. And then obviously Gronk coming on the scene, uh, but it's going to be 26 and snowy in green Bay. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to get down to a low of 12 once that sun goes down. So I'm hoping mm. that Tom's bones gonna, make it a little matter. brittle. No. His legacy was his legacy was built in the snow. Yeah, but this is a different snow. No, it ain't. This is this is this Why? is different. Green Bay is Green Bay is same thing. Much colder. No, it's not the same. Green Bay is colder. Boston's right in the ocean. It's the same thing. No. I'll let, I'll let, I'll let you think I'll let you think that just to calm your nerves. But oh, I I, I understand. Tom, Tom Brady's not, not afraid of the snow. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I hope that this extra cold. Gets his bones a little. This isn't this isn't like, this isn't your uh, your familiar Bucks teams like that are that can't play in cold. Like this is Tom. This is Tom Brady now. It's well, not how about Ryan. the rest of the team? I, I understand Tom and Gronk. What about the rest of the team? They have never played in the cold. Uh, he'll just he'll, he'll make. They've them been chilling in seventy eighty degree weather. Their whole their whole divisions down there in the southeast. Mm-hmm. Come up north with the big boys. Tom Brady will yell at them so bad that they won't. They will. They'll, they'll forget what cold feels like. They, he might yell at them so bad, they might give up. They might oh, screw this. I was I, so I signed with Tampa for this reason. I am playing up here. Screw you. You think Bruce Arians wants to coach up in 20 degree weather? He's been coaching down south his whole career too, hasn't he? He Arizona. just came on set. He doesn't even coach. Did you see? Did you see that? No. <laughs> because I, I don't even call the offense anymore. I let, I let Tom do it. It's like sick. Damn. I wish other teams could do that. <laughs> I wish my team didn't need a coach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally, you guys needed one and got one. We'll get into that in a sec. But yes, yeah. Speaking um, of, oh. actually, let's get into it. Go ahead. Okay, I'll give old, I'll give old boy a chance. I don't know a single thing about this guy, Nick Sirianni. Didn't know he was even a person on this earth, but now he's the Eagles' head coach. I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I think the Eagles just because there's the front office right now is in a weird spot where. The GM, Howie Roseman, is not getting blamed for anything, as it appears to the public. I'm sure behind closed doors, he's catching some heat. But in the public eye, I think he was much more of a problem than Doug Peterson was, and he's not getting any heat. 
And I don't want to say Nick Sirianni is going to be a, another, like a fall guy if the Eagles end up stinking for two or three years. But this guy, I don't know. I don't think he knows what he's getting himself into. And I don't think he's set up for success. And the other thing that's terrifying me is that because he's part of Frank Reich's coaching tree now, coming from the Colts, I really think that the Eagles think this guy can fix Carson Wentz because Frank Reich was the one who worked hand-in-hand with Wentz and Doug when Wentz had his basically MVP caliber season in 2017. I really think that – and there's been been no word on Wentz being moved, cut. I know know it would would cause a lot of dead cap, but I don't – I just don't think whether he's – whether he's good or not, I don't think you can let Carson Wentz be the quarterback in Philadelphia. The city hates him. The team definitely cannot like him at this point. The way he's, the guy threw like 15 picks in eight games and was pissed off that he got benched. So he's, he obviously has some grandeur of delusion that he's like God's gift to earth and thinks he's Tom Brady and he can't ever get benched when he's been. There's got to be more than that to it because yes, Jalen Hurts came in and he was a different, he brought in an energy and he ran the ball well, which once wasn't doing at all, but like, he wasn't throwing the ball well either. And I understand he's a rookie. He was thrown into the fire, like all that. But the quarterback play as a whole on both both players was not very strong this year. I also have Jalen Hurts running the ball well, right? And when he got put in the game that one time, he had like a good couple drives. But like, I think you have to go back into next year still as an open quarterback competition. They have no weapons. You have to, you have to draft a weapon for this yes. receiving core. They won't. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm so scared for the draft. <laughs> they're not going to do it. They're going to, they're going to mess it up so bad. If somehow Devonte Smith falls to you, you take him. Obviously. There's not. I'll take, I'll take Jamar chase. I don't care. But I think, I think this move, what it boils down to was a way for ownership to once again, try and not look like complete idiots from the Wentz deal. And because fo- football contracts are all hindsight at the time of the deal, no one was ever mad at when getting the money he got paid. Cause they thought, I thought he was a guy too. Everyone thought he was a guy. He played great, played great in 17, got hurt, came back, had a pretty good year. Last year, last year was last year. It's hard to hold against him. Cause the, like, the if you think the receivers were bad this year, the yeah. last year's Eagles team was an absolute joke. Like they were legit signing guys off the street to play receiver in the NFL. Like think, think about that. It was, it was as bad as it could possibly get at receiver in Philadelphia last year. And his numbers were still like decent, but this year, I think no excuse. Like you, like, I don't know. The team wasn't great, but they were a little more healthier. Wentz had another, another again. The more the more years you get put under your belt at quarterback, and the, and the worse you get, that's never a good sign. Like he regressed so bad with like just throwing balls in the traffic, taking, just never, never even considering throwing the ball away, not once, just eating every sack. I don't know. I think this hire was a way to then to just try once again, and it's not going to work. And we're going to fire, we're going to fire this guy, and then Hurts going to get pissed off that he didn't play this year. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a reality show in Philadelphia for the next year or two, as it always is, as it always is. Uh, New Orleans Saints assistant Dan Campbell headed to Detroit. The dude, the dude. So if you didn't see his video, I recommend pausing this right now, typing in Dan Campbell 
interview, Detroit Lions. I think I blacked out when he I, – I forgot that he was Miami's head coach. I had no idea he was either. I think he, I think I blacked out there in that era. Like 2015. It wasn't that long ago. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I know. So he stopped playing in like 08 or 09. He played for the Lions too. So essentially he was basically saying, I'm not going to come here and give you coach speak. We're going to play our asses off. We're going to be grinders. Like we're going to make no excuses. It's going to take you a hundred times to knock us down. And each time we get up, we're going to bite your kneecap off. So Patricia was kind of the same thing, but no, he was a more like, uh, but he was just, I just, ah, uh, he's, he was more, he was more Belichickian where it's he's like, I'm not a, a, emotion, a, no, like, don't even, don't ever say that. He, he thought he was Belichick and he, he, I'm not. saying his facial expressions and the way he carries no, I, him, I, yes. I, I know he was, he was so lame. He, he, yeah, he, he just tried to be Belichick and he's not, obviously he got, no one he, is. And he's not he got, got himself. <laughs> he was, he's the, he's the lamest. When he went on PMT, like the, all the jokes were just like fly. Like, they, they were literally, they were like, they're being PMT and just like just goofing around. And he was like, oh, are you, you going to ask any serious questions? Like, they're like, no. <laughs> Read the room, bro. You're on the wrong pod for that. Like, no, this is not like, this is not CBS, the sports Detroit. Yeah. I'm going to ask you these softball questions. <laughs> oh, how'd the game go today, coach? <laughs> well, we lost again and we blew a lead. Yeah, and, he was uh, so lame. He was the worst. Yeah. Last bit of coaching news, though. Uh, Washington football team. Hires, I'm sorry, not hires, promotes Jennifer King. So she, she would be, become the first black female full-time coach in the league history. That's after cool. Ron Rivera promoted her. So that's awesome too. Um, good Bro, to see that. I don't know what they this, are. This is gonna, they're going to look be looked back upon. This is going to be, this is going to be a, a, a mark of history. I think the NFL with the whole, like, just from starting out their name being changed, bringing in Ron, the Alex Smith story. They made the playoffs. They have a very like good looking, defense. This is an absolute roller coaster year for Washington. I mean, they're going to be a good team next year, especially if they if Alex, so if Alex doesn't come back, they can still get some sort. They can try and get a quarterback like that can do more than Alex Smith. What he was able to do, the fact that Dwayne Haskins could not play better than someone on one leg is mind boggling to me. Like Alex Smith, obviously, like he knew his role. He knew he's not going to be slinging the pill downfield. They're dinky and dunky. They had great play calls drawn up. He took care of the football. He's accurate. He always has been accurate. And like, if they can get someone who can literally move the ball on the field, they have weapons. They, they love that Terry. kid. I mean, if, if he can, if he ends up being the guy, great. But I like they have the weapons to like do it. They have defense to do it. They have scary Terry. You have Logan Thomas. You have Gibson. Good coach um, now. Yeah, what was it Sims? I believe his name came on the scene at the end of the year. Like, if you can get, maybe in my opinion, for them, like a a QB, an O lineman to protect that QB, another like receiver, like their O line's kind of decent. They're they're I don't know, they're pretty put together, man. The I mean defensive, that defensive line is just stupid, bro. They yeah. they can they can mask any issue in the secondary. So maybe bolster your secondary too to really just be like a defense that no one can move the ball on. But, but yeah, but also then like they also they hired Jason Wright, first black president NFL. Yeah. Now they're doing this. Their coach is Hispanic. I don't know. It's gonna look. It's gonna. It's gonna look packed upon in twenty twenty. FT is gonna be one for the one for the storybooks. Well, I mean, Dan sure. Snyder had no choice to, to, to turn the tables around because there is a oh, yeah. there is a very very um, rich history. Uh, rich is the wrong word, but a a, not, a known history of some bad culture of their in football team. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not alleged. It's 
there's people out there that will openly talk about that culture there in Washington, D.C. So they, they needed they needed these welcome changes. And I hope he can dance hire continues to keep his eye open, understanding that the changes they need to have for the long term, not just right now. So nonetheless, congrats to Jennifer King. Great job by Ron Rivera continuing to be the man there for the WFT baseball. This is hard to talk about this week. This is another couple RIPs, two of the greats. First of all, before I get into the greatest one, I want to get into Don Sutton, rest in peace. 23 seasons in Major League Baseball, 16 with LA Dodgers. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Eight shutouts, five one hitters, 10 two hitters, seventh all time in strikeouts. That's like one of those dudes like our, our dad's big, big time. Yeah. Like we obviously didn't get to see him, but like that's some of our no. dads used to talk about like when we were growing up. So that's how I would know the name. Um, another big one is, if not the GOAT, one of the greatest home run hitters, I guess, non steroid home run hitter of all time, <laughs> Mr. Henry Hank. He's one of the, I think one of the just the greatest humans. Humans and like just like he's, I don't know, he, he transcended a lot of things. Again, someone we never got to coherently watch, mm-hmm. but. And I think I mentioned this in our group chat the other day. Like, you would hear Hank Aaron's name so much. You would see his swing in videos so much growing up as a kid that you felt like you watched Hank Aaron play live. And that's how you know someone is as great as they are. Aside from him already having the home run record, breaking Babe Ruth's record, no less. Like, in our minds, Babe Ruth is fake. Like, all I see, there's like three clips of Babe Ruth that you see is like <laughs> him calling a shot, home run video, you know, a couple yeah, of him, him shotgunning a beer, yeah, him calling like, the shot. <laughs> that's it. No other baseball clips of Babe Ruth are out there, but Hammer, Hammer and Hank was the man who took down the Babe. And like that was supposed to be the untouchable record. And he did it in. I smashed in grand it by 40. Fashion. And I just remember when Barry Bonds broke his record, like Hank was, I think Hank was at the game back when Bonds did it. And like just the games that he comes to, like, all-star games and they try and wheel him out there in the wheelchair when he still was able to walk and like it's a tough one i just i just i don't, I don't know if there's ever been a year maybe i haven't paid attention this much because we're doing a, a sports-based podcast so we're focusing on everything in sports like i've seen so many legendary athletes or people around sports pass away you know what i mean yeah it's freaky how again like it always, it always happens in like groups of threes yeah it's really it's really, it's really freaky it is freaky like in like literally in two days, like Larry King, Hank Aaron, and Don Sutton all passed away. Yeah, which is weird. Um, yeah, I do. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, if you're a baseball fan, you probably know roughly his stats. But three hundred five career average, almost thirty eight hundred hits, seven hundred and fifty five home runs. You said thirty eight hundred hits. Yeah. So if you take away every single home run he hit, he would still have over three thousand hits. Almost 2,300 RBIs, 25 All-Stars. <laughs> he played for 25 years? 25 All-Stars. <laughs> he played baseball he's, he's, for a quarter century? He's just, he's the GOAT. I don't think there's an argument. If you, aren't, if you aren't a baseball fan, so normally, especially back then, if you were, either you hit, you were the average guy or you were just like a meathead. So like the guys who would like if you were hitting 305, you weren't hitting the home runs he was hitting. So he was kind of one of the anomalies to have the average and the power 
which is the market but like he's like, like him the griffies like the like the guys who are known as like the, they're, they're called the anomalies in baseball the guys who have the speed the average and the power in one player because usually you have to like piece together three guys to get to get that on your team like transcendent players like it's uh, yeah to make it and easy what, for you it's like a mike Trout. It's, it's like mike guys, trout yeah trout trout like a mike yes. trout for for current day people he's that good um it's tough yeah. i don't know what to say about it i could talk all day about hank aaron and the craziest the craziest that's really every take away every single home run still three three thousand yeah. plus hits i only have 3800 hits that is so many hits <laughs> it's insane like we're talking like another one more season and he could have maybe touched 4000 yeah if he snapped <laughs> got 200 hits that's insane yeah. wow um, moving into some lighter news, former Mets general manager, Jared Porter. <laughs> is this lighter news? <laughs> yeah. It's something we can giggle about. Bad. I, mean, I mean, we shouldn't giggle about it, but like, it's a different, a different avenue of, well, of I, news. I, I, it's been out long enough. Everyone knows that what he did obviously was wrong. Terrible. He's a shitty person. What did he do, Joe? In case people don't know. Okay. If you don't know. <laughs> Our job here is to inform the people in case they don't know. Texted a, a girl. I think it was I think it was 64 times in a row without her responding, and within there was a a picture of his freaking wiener that she obviously did not want. And this guy, it's like this is classic. I I, I really don't want to I don't want to blame the Mets because obviously the Mets have nothing to do with him doing this, but he just so happened to be the Mets GM. So I know it's, it's not the Mets' fault. It's this guy's sole fault. Um, he was on the Cub. He was with the Cubs when this happened. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, Either he way, was just—he was literally just hired broke, by he, Steve Cohen. He, he was the GM of the Mets right now when it broke. Obviously, yeah. obviously, if you didn't know, he has been fired. Obviously, um, but yeah, obviously a scumbag. What he did, but like, if you step back, obviously, obviously, like you, you feel for the girl because she got absolutely abused by this this loser. <laughs> to send somebody, anybody, your best friend, your 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 cousin, your mom or your dad. I don't whoever you're texting to send 64 messages in a row, 64 consecutive texts without a response. You are a certified psychopath. If I like a girl, I get nervous to double text them. If I like misspelled a word or like if I text at like a wrong time for the date, I get nervous sending two texts in a row. This guy sent 64. And as I mentioned before, an illicit picture that the girl clearly wanted no part of. All time, all time. What do you do? You pick up your you pick up your phone and you just see it 64 times in a row. And then you open you're scrolling, like, what is this guy saying? And boom, it just smacks you in the face. I wouldn't know. Something like he sent like selfies. Like, I don't know. This guy, I mean, this guy, obviously, this guy's got issues. Like, he is a scumbag psychopath. Clearly, has not had much luck. This goes to show when you put these little, these, <laughs> these, these small man syndrome guys in powers of, or in places of power, they don't know how to act. Like, this guy, this guy signs Lendor, sends a girl <laughs> 64 messages. It's like, okay. And also, hey, did you, did you oh, see like, I signed Lindor? And by the way, Got some more, got some more coming on the pipe. Want to hear about it? To do, all you have to do if you're that guy, and, and it's it's still a douche move, 
just like text her like yo like hey i'm jared i'm the g i'm the mets gm like okay that's the, that's all you have to flex about again still still a horrible way to to talk maybe to he girl. did that and she didn't answer so that was plan a and then plan b was i don't know what else to say so he kept saying a bunch of different things and then know. like walking back a bunch of things apologizing for texting too much saying another like, thing oh, oh no, no, no 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 he was not apologizing he was just straight just like dirty are the texts public are the texts public oh I go yeah, look at them? yeah she, she posted them dude i would too she got them i i didn't look too much into it because i it was just pretty self-explanatory. I mean, she didn't but... post a picture of his freaking thing, but she made it. She made it clear that she, yeah, he he did in fact send the Little picture. Jared. Of <laughs> all right, that's hilarious. But yeah, all anyway. time, the guys, the guys, a scumbag, and just so happens he's he was the Mets GM. Just I'm not, just so happens. Just when the Mets fans thought they were back. Not so fast. <laughs> I love, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a big fan of KFC at Barcelona. He's a, he's a he's a psychopath Mets fan, and he was um he was saying he's like honestly I know this is a very rough story, but it was a good like a dose of reality for Mets fans. We needed it after all the Cohen like good stuff. <laughs> he goes Mets fan need to get brought down like a, like, a, like a notch or two. <laughs> it didn't feel natural. Like well, why are all these good things happening to us? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get back to baseball. Player news, couple big signings. Mm. George Springer going to Toronto, like six years, 150 mil. I no thanks. Can't get rid of him. I don't. I don't want to see him in Houston. I don't want to see him in Toronto. I don't want to see him anywhere. Part of the freaking BS that happened in Houston, and he is also like a Yankee killer from time to time. Like he's hits those random bombs in the playoffs. He's an everyone killer. He destroyed the Dodgers. Whatever. Welcome to the division. Michael Brantley was also supposed to sign with. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what happened either, but. Well, they'll switch a roof. Something I'm saying. That would have scared me too, because Brantley is. I'm not going to obviously call him DJ LeMayhew, but he's a DJ LeMayhew esque player where no one like really talks about them that he's much. Bad, but all he's they do bad is on ball. Mash baseballs. Yes. Like hit for crazy average. Like his whole career, Michael Brantley is just raked and no one talks about him. Uh, but on the West Coast, we have San Diego bolstering their pitching staff even further, getting Joe Musgrave. Like, what? What is San Diego? What are they doing? Like, what are they doing? They could just have everybody they're trying now. to win. Do it's what they're supposed to. I, do. No, I'm saying, what are they, like, where are they getting all these? Like, I know their prospect pool is good, but my God, they have so many assets. They just said, "Here, everybody, give us all your studs. We have all these young players for you. We're coming for the Dodgers." I'm just glad on the West Coast. We will never we'll never see him, thank God. Against the Yankees when it matters and not just in the World Series, but good it's a good thing that the, that the Dodgers got their ring because these boys are coming. Yeah. Like they're done being they're done being little brother. Oh yeah, they are. And they're fun to watch. Oh, oh yeah. They are fun to watch. I mean Tatis is I I love that kid with all my heart. Him and Manny on that left side. It's that's very very exciting. Kike Hernandez, I didn't even see this. You Dude. put this in the in the Kike's going to Boston. Two years, fourteen million dollars for a switch hitting utility player. That's it. What? Oh yeah, that's it. Damn, he must have really been undervalued. I didn't. Did he play? Like, what are they, what are they, like, the Yankees couldn't do that? Couldn't give him fifteen million? Like, hey, we'll, we'll one up you a million bucks, Kike. You don't want to go play for those guys. Here's another mill. Come to us. I, I don't know. know. 
He's going to be 30 next year, but I don't, I don't care. Like I, we need to stop talking about age in baseball. You can play baseball till you're pretty old. It ain't that grueling. And he's almost 30. I thought he was so much younger than that. He's 29. And again, he, it, he won't put up the numbers that will make you think that he's good, but he's, he's good. I know that that does not make sense, but he's a good baseball player. He literally plays every single position and he switch hits. He hit. Oh, he bats, he bats righty. Sorry. He bats righty. I don't know why I thought 230 he with five home runs and 48 games this year. He played 17 of the 18 Dodgers postseason games, starting five, hitting a game tying home run in the sixth inning of game seven, led the majors for all second baseman and defensive runs saved. For 14 million, they, the Boston just signed a guy who can who can fill in for any single injured player on the field. Literally, literally the, the entire look at this. Yeah, look at this. The entire outfield. In his career, played over 500 innings at four different positions. Second, center, left, short. Also started 35 games in right, 14 at third, 11 at first. Even pitched mm-hmm. once in an extra inning game in 2018. So if you have any, any injuries, you, you, have a, you have a plug-and-play guy who can carry his weight for 14 yes. million bucks. You don't have to worry about him. Yeah. Wow. I don't Yeah. Again, he won't. I mean, he I, didn't struggle I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not like, I'm not, I'm not scared of Boston because they have this guy now, but oh. it, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Another one of those just scrappy Boston players. Yeah. He's going to probably grow a nice grizzly beard yeah, and have all like, that yeah, pine tar gonna, stuck to his helmet. Stupid beard he's in the yeah. pine tar the shit out of his helmet. He's going to kill the Yankees. God. Stay away from us, Boston. That's all the baseball news we got. NHL. Hockey is back, as we mentioned last week. Um, we have a big trade that just happened on Saturday. The Columbus Blue Jackets are trading with the Winnipeg Jets to acquire Patrick Line and Roslovich, and they are going to be um, giving up Pierre Luc Dubois. So Dubois. this is a ma- Dubois, Dubois. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> cool. This French is a name. massive trade. So Line is a superstar in the league on Winnipeg, heading to Columbus. Luke Dubois is a 22-year-old freak show. He wanted out of Columbus prior to the season, wanted to be traded to a contender, which ballsy moving to 22 to say, "Hey, I'm out of here." <laughs> I don't care. He's he's been he's been snapping the last couple of years since coming to the league. So. He's headed out to Winnipeg. In comes Line and Rozovich. That's a big, big, big trade in the NHL for all you hockey guys out and gals out there. But um, something that's pretty cool on our end, specifically for the Devils, we just found out as a staff that we're allowed to go to some games starting to starting today, actually on Sunday. We have game tonight, home game. Um, so we get to pick like three games over the course of the next month, month and a half, I believe it was that we wanted to go to. And then they'll let you know which game you can come to and you can literally give you like sweet seats or like some, somewhere in the lower bowl. So I'm personally pumped to get back in the arena and watch the team live. It's going to be such a unique atmosphere seeing only a couple hundred people in a 17,000 person arena. But um, one thing that I found funny that I, that I actually found out because I asked this question in one of our meetings. So essentially Joe, the lower bowl of the arena counts as a, a room, right? As much as like a, a ballroom in a hotel counts as a yeah, room. Like capacity. So there's a certain limit where it doesn't matter how large your room is anymore. You can only have X amount of people in that room, which to me is mind boggling, but whatever. And 
So that's why there's only a couple hundred people allowed in the arena because it's considered like a room. Hmm. Very, 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 very peculiar, right? Every every rule is now. Yeah, but the one that was one that was one that just stuck out to me. But still pumped to go to games. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. I haven't seen a live. I haven't seen a live sporting event since. I couldn't since the you. last Devils game last March. Yeah, that was the last game that we had. We worked the game on March 10th or March 11th of last year. Yeah. I don't even know, man. It's, it gives me like so much anxiety to think about that. I haven't been able to experience that kind of stuff that I enjoy so much. I just want Yankee games to be, let me hit, let me go. Let me go in. <laughs> Please. Um, Dallas stars finally can play the season. They had 17 dudes. Test positive in training That's camp. What do, you, what do you think they were doing, Joe? Being they had to, they had to been all together. Yeah, they had to been all together, right? Yeah. Preseason trip for the boys. All got COVID. Other than that, nothing left. NBA. There's games going on. Regular season games. I know it's not. Yeah. No, we got it. I want to get I want to get into this Shaq and Donovan Mitchell thing because yeah. this is so stupid and I feel relatively strong about this. That if you're on if you're on again, I I love 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 Shaq, one of my all time favorite players. I have like five Shaq jerseys. Love Shaq. Let's get to a point. These guys who are, aren't playing anymore. And while yes, Shaq does have the authority to to basically say whatever the hell he wants. However, he's earned it. Yeah. Huh? However, however, if you're on Shaq's side with this interview, you're a dummy. You're just a complete dummy. For those of you who don't know, if you don't follow the NBA, Donovan Mitchell, who is an, a freak show, bona fide stud. Everyone knows this. I guess he's been rel- re- like for for his standards relatively struggling. And after one of the games that he actually that he that he played great in, Shaq got on the on the mic for the post game interview, and he asked him like, "Hey, yo, yo, he's like, yo, it's Shaq. Like, you know, earlier today I said you didn't have what it takes to make it all the way, or to like help your team like make it all he the way." He also said before that, "I love you as a player." I really do, but I said that I don't think you have what it takes to get you to the next level. I understand that. Yeah, I don't think that, I don't there, think there, that, really, don't think that matters. Because that, that's that's like that, that's the, that's the old that's the old classic. You know, I'm gonna say a nice thing, then I'm gonna shit all over you, kind of thing. Um, but isn't that Shaq? My point. Is, my he doesn't point, give it. He never gives a shit what he says. It says Shaq. He 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 has never been afraid that. to I, say I, whatever I, he I wants. Know, but I know, but people were getting on Mitchell for for giving the answer he did. So Mitchell, to that question, who's was, giving him shit for that? Twitter, it's Twitter. Like they're, they're, they're calling people like, "Oh, millennials are so soft; they can't take critique." Like all this. He yeah. literally said, "I've been told that my entire life, so like I'm gonna continue proving people wrong." I thought it was a great I, answer. Well, that wasn't he a soft answer. Well, no. First, first he he goes, "All right." Like yeah, like, what what do you want him to say? Yeah. And so uh, Coley Mick, who's he's a hilarious blogger. He, I think he summed it up perfectly. He tweeted like as a like a. Like a funny joke of it. He goes, hey, Donnie, it's Shaq. Today I said you fucking stink. What are your thoughts on that? Donovan Mitchell. Okay, thanks. Shaq, anytime. Good game. <laughs> it was basically, it was literally, again, like, yes, Shaq said that he, I, I like you. You're a good player. 
but then he literally told Mitchell that I don't think you can ever elevate your team to, to, to win a championship. Mitchell goes, okay, like sick. Like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, what? it was, it was a, what do you want him to say? Like, oh, like, I'm like, like fight Shaq on live air. It's like, no, like he, like he just finished the game. Shaq's chirping him for no reason in his ear. And he goes, all right, like, cool. It was a very exciting when Shaq, like all these, like these, these new players can't take critique. They don't, they don't listen to their third, the, the vets or the elders. Like, no, like he just played a good game, got shit on and was like, all right, I don't, like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> it was a very peculiar time to say that. I'll, I will agree. Oh no, I don't really have many thoughts on it. I, I was like, oh, no, it's okay, like, like a huge deal, but it was, it was causing some stir in the NBA and like, and KD and LeBron, uh, there was some Instagram posts, like again, saying that, you know, all people like back in like Jordan's day, but they wouldn't like, they wouldn't act like this, yada, yada, yada. And LeBron and KD were like, these old dudes just have to learn like when to just shut up and like, let us play. What, what would, what would the era matter? Like if, if, cause that was set to someone in Shaq's era, like what are they going to, they were, they were way tougher than us, dude. They were, they were men, they were men, dude. We're not what, was it, what was he supposed to say? What would Shaq have said if if Kareem said that to Shaq back when Shaq was playing over air? Hey, Shaq, love you as a player, but you just don't have it. What was what would Shaq have said? Probably some sarcastic it's ass shit. What? Cycle. When we're when we're Shaq's age, we're gonna shit on kids who are twenty years old. When we're in our fifties, we're gonna think they're soft. And then when that kid that we shit on is fifty, he's gonna say the same thing to the kid who's twenty years old. It's a never-ending cycle. But. When you have guys like Kevin Durant and LeBron, who are most certainly not young, they are grown ass men, Hall of Famers, two of the best players to ever play. If they're like, if they're saying, hey, old guys, like we get it, it's your job, but like shut up. <laughs> That's me, you know, it's like, okay, like, probably. I mean, obviously, I, I know Shaq isn't going to listen. And Shaq, I don't think Shaq did it to like be a dick to Donovan Mitchell. It's Shaq's job to, because their, their show is awesome. No one's, like their their show was the, probably the best pregame show in sports, pregame postgame show. But I think it was a really dumb question, and I don't know what else. Like I don't know what you would ever wanted Mitchell to say that was better than what he said. He literally just goes, "All right, cool." Like, is that all, is that, is, is, that, is that all you have for me? Like, I'm I'm, pre, I'm pretty sure he won the game. Like he snapped that game. He's like he, he scored a lot of points. Like they didn't ask him about the game. They didn't ask him about it. like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, you stink." Got any thoughts? <laughs> Unreal. So I don't know. I, thought, I just thought it was funny. That's all we got today, though, Joey Bird. I'm out of words. I gotta pee real bad. <laughs> I'm hungry again. I was eating earlier on in this show. Just snacking on some brunch. But as always, thank you, folks, for tuning in. Let's go. Letting enjoy and I. Wait, let's go. What? Tony said, screw dry January. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Anthony Crawford and his lovely girlfriend during yeah, dry January. Yeah, you guys made it 23 days. Shout out my buddy Dylan Angeles living in New York City. He's also I'm doing dry January. Wild. People are being lame. What's this dry January stuff? If you want a drink, have a drink. It ain't, it ain't, it, you're fine. Obviously, don't. don't I, it literally is. It don't literally go is. Do it moderately. It's people that. about it. It's people that either A, are like, okay, I've been drinking way too much lately. I, I need to like prove to myself that I don't need to drink alcohol 27. Or B, you're doing it just because you want to say I did dry January. You want to post it all over social yeah. media so you get some, you know, 
valid validation. If you do that, it, oh, if you job. do, if you, if you are doing it right now, shut your mouth about it. No one cares about it. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. But if you are doing it, okay, good for you. I'm not gonna knock you. Yeah. Don't put it, it, my, it, you don't are put free it, to do what you want. Trust me. Yeah, you're free. To I do will drink. You. I will drink a beer. Or I'll, I'll look you. I'll look you square in yeah. your eyes. Right. Beer, don't make. Yeah. Don't play don't the victim card. Face. Yeah. Don't don't make me feel bad because I want to have a drink today. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And for all and for everyone who's saying like I I have plenty of friends doing it too, and they're like oh like it, is, it isn't that bad like stop lying to me. I can see it in your. I can see it's hell. I mean I don't think it's like, I think that's bad. It's like or like it's not that bad. It's just like. You trying to sell yourself on why it's not bad yeah, means it's exactly, bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you ever, if you ever, like, you have to explain what you're doing to somebody yeah. else, you know, that's like, okay, I'm like, I'm probably doing, I'm probably doing too much. <laughs> but you guys, it's fine. Like, there, there are some people out there that are like, all right, the, the fact that we have to drink every weekend, like, is, is weird because you don't, you don't have to. I understand. I'm doing your thing. You know, I get like, why I do it. Just don't, don't yeah. shove it in my face because I ain't doing it. I hope you all, I hope you make it though because. If you do it, if you prove to yourself, you can do an entire month of not what a, cla- what a cla- what a classic AC move. Make yeah, twenty three days in, nah, screw it. <laughs> literally one more week. If you can wait one more week, <laughs> like literally, like honestly, it's sad. It's we're, we record on Saturday, so just don't drink today. Don't drink football tomorrow. You have, you have a whole work week where you don't need to drink at all because you're focused on work, and then it's basically February anyway. <laughs> and I didn't even I didn't egg him on right. I didn't. I wasn't even talking to him today. He just texted me. So did he drink on New Year's Eve? Because that typically means you drank uh, on January first. I don't even know. I don't. Have, I don't know. So that means you failed dry January on New Year's. Who knows, dude? Do what you want. That's my do it. If it's a good, don't be don't be a dick, but do good things, whatever you want. That's my motto. You well. Don't be Jared. Do don't well. be Jared Porter. But do it. But yeah. besides that, do yeah. whatever you want. If you're gonna send sixty two tax, at least let them know. It's coming. The barrage is coming. No, don't, don't, don't send anybody like <laughs> you like three, three texts is probably the limit. And even that's pushing it. I think three in a row to like someone who's not like your complete, absolute best friend or family. You are pushing every bound, every social boundary. Yeah. It's impressive though. Impressive feature. Well done. That's not, a, no, he's no, he's sarcasm. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Anyway, thank you for listening. Continue sharing, subscribing, liking, five-starring, please. Still never found out back in the day who that one star was. Five-starring. I mean, just sweet yeah. to smack each other so hard. Yeah. <laughs> five-star us and, and then give us a five-star. smacking your best friends in the back. And I will let you know, Joy will let you know when T-shirts are arriving at my apartment. T-shirts on. And then, uh, yeah, when, when we... uh. When we get back to normalcy, we'll have a t-shirt sauce pot only t-shirts only party where you can only get in if you have sauce pot t-shirt. So we'll know we have 61 people that can get in so far. Uh, okay. That was just a thought. It was random, but all right, we're done rambling. Frank's we love to, you Frank's all. To exclude all our fans. Maybe some didn't buy them, Frank. Uh, you're right. Sorry. All right, you all can come. If you listen I'll to at least one different party for the ones who didn't buy a shirt, we can still hang. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're dividing ourselves now. If you listen to one minute of one episode. Psych, you didn't buy a shirt. You're dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) Pay up. Uh, We'll see you on Thursday. We should have an interview this week upcoming. So we'll see you. Interview on Thursday. Normal show on Sunday. Big week of sports ahead. 
We didn't pick who we think is going to win. Rapid fire. Today. I'm going Chiefs Green, Chiefs Green Bay. I can't pick against Bill's Mafia. So I'm going to go I'm going to go Mafia Packers, battle the MVPs. I want uh, I want Bill's Packers. I just I don't know. I can't yeah, see Yeah, Patty Mahomes is alive. I know he is. Yeah. So Go Pack Go. We'll see you next week. And as always, take it easy, man. Thank you.